Welcome to Raining Words with Shelby. I am your host, Shelby Lawson, and our main objective is to motivate, inspire, and encourage. Yes. Well, I try to be mindful of everybody's time. Thank you so much for your yes. And welcome to Raining Words with Shelby. I am Shelby Lawson, your host. I am excited to introduce to my audience the very lovely, we call a ginger, Virginia Farrell Williams. She's my friend. She's a devoted mom. She's an amazing servant. She's a Brooklyn native, a Pennsylvania resident right now, but she's trying to escape just like I am. Um, she is a Delta. She is a Jack and Jill mom. She's a hiker. I could just go on and on and on. You are just enjoying life to the fullest and that's what we should all do so thank you so much for your yes and welcome to the show oh well thank you thank you for the invitation (laughs) i'm here already Yes, we're already here. And I usually start, I have an amazing group of people that I have met over the last 25 years of living in the Valley and other places. So I'm not limiting my guests to just the Lehigh Valley, but this is where I'm starting first because you are an amazing woman. I, I forget how we really met. I just know that when we met, it was like, okay, I've known her forever. There was no... There was nothing. You had a very no-nonsense uh, approach to life, and I gravitated toward that, and I love it. <laughs> well, I think that you and I came in contact because of some other women, some pretty dynamic women that live in the Valley. Yes, yes. And Michael. Yes. you through. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, like I said, I, you were never a stranger to me. <laughs> Like, I think I came in, hugged you, and we kept going. Yeah, we didn't even, there was nothing. We were just, it was just a natural um, friendship, and I appreciated that so much. Absolutely, yes. And, you know, the interesting part is I work in the Valley, but I live in the Poconos, so I kind of claim both areas. Yes, oh, we claim you down here, but, you know, yeah, we we know you're in the Poconos. We're trying to forget about that. <laughs> no, but, you know, I think it's so, so important. Uh, both Lehigh and Pocono, and I don't see how people separate them because, you know, I, I make the trek to work every day to go to the valley, and, you know, I love it down there, but I do like the Poconos too, so. Yeah, it's when nice I, and quiet. I love it there too. When I finally do make a, a move, it will be somewhere warmer. Yes. However, right now, this is where I call home. Wonderful. And, and I, I, you know, I'm also committed to being here six months out of the year because I do appreciate the summers and the spring times in the valley and the Poconos. So. Wow. I think I could do without the cold. I'm a, a native South Carolinian, so I could do without any of this. If I never saw snow again in my life, I'd be completely fine. <laughs> I'm with you on that. So when I leave here, we'll be probably somewhere around November. Uh-huh. And if I'm back, it'll be somewhere around May. That, that's my plan. That's hilarious. So I know that you're an, you're a veteran. So tell the audience how, what branch and what your responsibilities were when you were in the military. Well, yes, I joined the Army in 1985 as an enlisted person. When I went initially, um... It was because I guess I was running away. You know, I grew up in the inner city, and I just wanted to get away. Yeah. I had 
already attended college for approximately a year. And um, when I, I did, I started running out of money and resources. So mm-hmm. I said, hmm, I saw a sign that join the army and we'll pay for you to go to school. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, like, you know, come join the circus or something. Yeah. Right. But I saw that and I grabbed the flyer. I went in, I took the test and I pretty much left about a week later. Wow. And it was initially supposed to be just a reserve tour. Uh-huh. But when I got in there, I just started, you know, doing more research and said, you know, I like this job. I really do. So I did come out after about mm, six months, seven months. I completed college and then I went back in right <laughs> after graduation. Wow. That's so, a journey in itself. So. So there was some positives, obviously, that you went back in the middle to serving. Yeah, well, you know, I always tell kids that, you know, there's no reason to not go to college if you are not afraid to at least give a little part of yourself. You know, right. someone will fund you. We have a rich uncle. <laughs> and, you know, you know, I get a lot of people who say, oh, why would you want to fight a war or go into the army? And shoot gun-? To be quite honest, I did, so, I did 20 years in the military. I never fired a weapon. I never killed anyone. Well, so, praise God I, for that. Yeah, there was there were peaceful times uh, while you were serving. Absolutely. And even, no, actually, I did go to Desert Storm. I okay. did go to war. I wasn't, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia. Oh. And shot fired. But I'm thanking God I, I wasn't one of the shooters. You know, I conserved the fighting strength. I was in the medical field. Wonderful. Wonderful. Is that, um, so it seems like you were already, ha- your goals were to go to dental school, but then when you saw that um, the military would pay for it? Is that when you you already had in your mind? No, actually. (laughs) My my desire to become a dentist happened very late in life. Um, I Again, I was in the medical field and I was a medic and I did go to school initially to become a speech pathologist. Oh. (laughs) Yes, I was a speech pathologist Uh and I could not do that job. The results were too too far away you know I need that gratification right you know know, a speech therapist and I'm trying to you know teach someone how to properly pronunciate certain sounds and it would take forever yeah it was just not me yeah I think immediate gratification and also um you know so i came back into the army again as a health uh administrator medical administrator Uh that didn't do it either so (laughs) so manning troops and doing other things uh in the army but always near the medical field if you will yeah and when i take a company commander of a dental unit go to the offices and look around and see what people were doing. I became really intrigued by what my mentor was doing, uh, Colonel Fowler, and um, he was a dentist. And, you know, he and I started talking about dentistry. Mm-hmm. It's like, you probably would be able to do this. Are you artsy? I said, yes, I'm very artsy. I love to draw. I love to carve and things like that. And who would know that, you know, that most dentists can draw and they can carve and they're just very artistic. Well, I suppose you have to be because you of the way that in my head, the way that you have to fit and maneuver and carve and all of those things. I think you have to see it in your mind first before you can even send it to the lab, correct? Exactly right. <laughs> so, you know, when 
when you're trying to, I call it craft a smile. Uh huh. Yeah. Or design a smile. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what what works and what doesn't. Right. So I, I got a chance to mix my STEM with my art and call it, you know, STEAM. Perfect. <laughs> so science, technology, engineering, art, math, and everything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting journey. One of I will share with you and my guests one of my I don't want to say fear because it's not fear. I'm very hesitant. I do go to the dentist and I do what I'm supposed to do. However, I have uh, a, I would think it's a little bit of anxiety just because I don't even know why. I don't know where it came from. I always went to the dentist. I never had a problem, but I think. I think it started around, I started in dental hygiene. I wanted to be a dental hygienist. And at the time, uh, HIV and AIDS had just come out. And I switched majors because um, that's the only time that I can recall in my life that I was fearful. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the truth is you just never know who has what. Exactly. So I just pretty much practice a very universal precaution. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's like to treat everyone like they're infected. That's what I was going to say. And once I did switch um, majors, we in the hospital system, we we did treat every. We were still kind to them, but we did treat everybody as if they had HIV and AIDS because it was so new. And um, I was speaking with another guest a couple of days ago, and I said, um, COVID is sort of in the same realm. It, it just Absolutely. appeared, and there was not, you know, no, there was very little known about it. I mean, it's been around for a while but the numbers were very frightening and the next uh, conversation I'd like to have with you is how did you and your staff have to pivot during this COVID time and how were you um, did it impact your business at all? Well to be quite honest I did extremely well in 2021 Mm -hmm. 2020 and 2021 Oh wonderful of COVID But like I tell people all the time, as a dentist, I have been dressing in PPE from day one. Right. So the mask did not make me feel any kind of way. I wore the mask. Mm -hmm. The mask does not wear me. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) Wonderful. You know, so I've I've always worn gloves. I've always worn goggles. I've always worn a mask. I've always worn a shield. Mm-hmm. shoe covers and people laugh at me you know I have my, my colleagues laugh at me they're like oh my goodness you look like you're going in for a nuclear biological and chemical war I'm well like, you pretty well, much are in these times exactly <laughs> so you know those they, they those who uh you know laughed at me initially they're <laughs> taking part here in, in the dress code right right so, well, you mentioned mentor, uh, your mentor in the military. Um, I know that mentorship is very important to you, and you're in, you're involved in a lot of organizations. Um, how you kind of touched on it, but the importance. Speak with us about the importance of mem, uh, mentorship, and if you are mentoring anyone presently. Well, I I, I mentor young women all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I I get several phone calls probably throughout the year of young women who want to become dentists or mm-hmm. thought they might want to be a hygienist or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I invite them in sometimes. It depends on how far you live. Mm-hmm. And they will spend a couple of hours a day with us in the dental lab. 
just shadowing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just seeing, you know, um, one young girl, she's like, yeah, I want to do this and I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I, the, first, the first sign of blood that she saw blood, she's like, <laughs> oh, wait, I don't want to do this. I want to be, I just want to do braces. I don't, I don't want to touch anybody. I said, well, you know, before you get to do that, you have to be a general dentist. Mm-hmm. And around that, and you'll have to learn how to do an extraction and things of that nature. So it changed her entire scope, and she <laughs> didn't waste lots of years trying something she had no knowledge of. Right. <laughs> no, and our poor children, you know, I, you know, I, I urge parents all the time: you need to involve yourself in your children's education. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of do my own research with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. She hey. Some, that, the guidance counselor, she has like 150 kids. You really think she cares about yours? Right. I, mm-hmm. I doubt it. Mm-hmm. I say it all the time. I doubt it highly. Right. So I've actually had an argument with several counselors about, you know, coursework that I would like my da- my daughter to complete. Yeah, we went through that as well with Naomi. We had one one um teacher tell her that maybe she should at the time Naomi was um considering um I think it was chemical engineering and one of the teachers said, "Well, that's really hard. Maybe you should consider another major." And you know, of course, you know me. <laughs> there was an apology given. And, uh, you know, now my daughter is doing fantastically. And I, I think know. they have to be so mindful of the, they're, they're speaking life into people. And they, I don't think they understand the power that they have with their words. And had I not been one of those parents who were on top of it, she could have been um, harmed by this woman's words. Absolutely. And, I, I, you know, I never allow that kind of contact. When my daughter chooses her schedule, when my sons chose their schedules, I was very involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it know. can make or break them. It, it could be one class that's missing um, that will not allow them to get into the program that they want to get into. Absolutely. I mean, I had a very interesting thing where as a mother was like so happy, oh, my child just got into the technical program and she's going to become a Mason. I'm like, okay, and why would she want to do that? <laughs> you know, I'm not to, not to discredit, you know, that line of work, but right. I'm like, Walls are made in the factory now in one big piece. Right, right. <laughs> and, they, and they truck them all the way to the site mm-hmm. together. They put them up in slabs. Mm-hmm. It's very important to for the guidance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so important. And the audience don't know, and I sometimes forget, you have two sons. Are they both? They're both military, correct? Well, my youngest son just graduated from West Point in May. Mm -hmm. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. And my oldest son, he started uh, high school at Valley Forge. However, he was injured in his last year. So he did not complete Valley Forge. He graduated from uh, Pius. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. But he's a cybersecurity uh, student with uh, uh, ESU. Okay. And AJ has actually started his uh, active duty tour in Oklahoma. Okay. All right. Well, And his sister is trying to follow his footsteps. She says, Mom, I think I want to try and do West Point. And I'm, I'm rooting for her as well. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, 
I'm sure that along your journey for my listeners, um, Ginger, as we call her, Virginia is an African-American dentist. And I was curious to know um, that aspect, being female, being African-American in an industry where I'm sure there's not an incredible amount, especially in the smaller towns uh, of um, in in dentistry. Yeah, in dentistry. Um, How has there been, been any impact with you or have there been any challenges that you have had to overcome just because you're female and African-American female? Early on, I had my first practice in the Poconos and I met with a couple of uh, very interesting situations mm-hmm. and um, I'm glad to say that I haven't experienced that in Lehigh Valley uh, but then again I've changed the scope of my practice tremendously Okay. so I'm no longer you know accepting certain insurances and things of that nature because mm-hmm. I feel that you know I did that type of uh, indigent care mm-hmm. in the beginning and gave gave this community a lot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, dentistry and accepting low cost or, 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 or medical assistances mm-hmm. for payment. And mm-hmm. I, I tell you, I spent a great part of myself doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this time, you know, I was, when, the, when COVID hit, I could not really resurrect that office, right. not the way medical assistance paid. Right. So the office started to really teeter, and I was just forced to sell. Mm-hmm. So now this office is it's an emphasis type of a practice. I won't call it a specialist. This is what I'll call it because mm-hmm. I focus on six procedures. You know, mm-hmm. I do. I do partials, I do extractions, I do crowns, and I do implants. Okay. And people make conscious decisions to have implants. And these are usually people who invest in themselves in terms of buying an implant and mm-hmm. restoring teeth back to, you know, more natural type of a dentition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm curious to know, because you've done some amazing things, what's next for you on either a personal level and professional level, level or both, whichever one you'd like to share with the audience? Well, you know, Shelby, you were there. Uh, 2016 was a very big year for me. I battled for my life, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm so pleased to say that it is 2022, and I am clear and free. Praise God. <laughs> Um, you know, it's so funny you should ask because today I kind of sat down and I spoke to a couple of my staff members. I'm, I'm going to retire real soon. And I think it'll be within the next four years. Wonderful. Wonderful. And just, you know, uh, maybe just participate in my my service organization, maybe mm-hmm. sit on a board or two. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Be a on someone's wonderful board. And try to affect change where I can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, until that happens, um, share with us your location. You don't have to give hours, but where are you located now? And um, okay. how, how can people get in touch with the wonderful Ginger? Oh, well, we are called the Affordable Dentures and Implant of Bethlehem. We are no- located at 3926 Nazareth Pike, mm-hmm. 
Sweet 24 in Nazareth. I do love to wrap up the show with um, any encouraging words or any motivation or how we can, you can inspire uh, listeners to just um, live their dreams or either um, whatever you like to share with them and from whichever angle you're most comfortable with. Well, you know, I always encourage people to follow what it is that they are dreaming about because you don't want to go through life with regrets. Mm -hmm. So I would rather from my standpoint, I would rather try and fail than mm-hmm. never to have tried at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This way you will, you know, have a very clear conscience going mm-hmm. through life and you will never have to say, you know, if mm-hmm. I way, I, I, I'm for one can't live with that type of uh, feeling. Right. And also, in, in life, if you have anything in the world that you can choose to be, always choose to be nice. Mm-hmm. Nice takes you a very, very long way. It absolutely does. Well, you know, I appreciate and love you so much. And I just, I am grateful for your time. We are doing, we're right on schedule, which I'm very, um, I'm proud to say. And again, um, you're located at 3926 Nazareth Pike. What was the suite again? Suite 24, Bethlehem, PA, one zero two zero. The phone number is 610-997-7204. Perfect. Perfect. Well, you know, I love and appreciate you and thank you so much for your time. Um, Guys, this is Shelby with Raining Words with Shelby. We appreciate you guys listening and we will look forward to talking with you guys and hearing from you soon. Take care. Thank you, Shelby. I'd like to take a second to thank the wonderful Dr. Ginger Farrell Williams for taking time out of her busy schedule to talk with Raining Words with Shelby. If you guys are in need of any of the dental procedures that she mentioned, please don't hesitate to reach out to her and tell us Shelby sent you.